Hello, welcome to What's the Tea? He's R to the Edgy. She Nick Jew. Hey. Child, cut it on. Oh, I was going... <laughs> I'm next. <laughs> this don't make no goddamn sense. Um, Robin Dixon. Girl. What, what is you doing, baby? I think we need to remember. When what do we always, need to remember? Always what? when speaking on Robin Dixon is that her and Juan been together since they were in high school. Okay. And I do not believe, to my recollection, that she has been in any other relationship besides with that man. Has she been in a relationship with a therapist? Probably not as well. Has she been? No, in a I think she was seeing the a therapist. I think she was seeing a therapist because she was like. Oh no, that was a psychic. <laughs> the way I almost just urinated on myself is not okay. No, she doesn't have a good relationship with the truth, clearly. I but just, like, not to defend her, but <laughs> but, but. <laughs> we can talk about this whole shit because I've you know, whatever. But I think that if you are married to somebody and you are deciding to stay in that marriage you do have to sort of believe the truth as they present it to you. Should you, especially when they have lied to you and been unfaithful to you prior to that? Probably not. But if your agreement is to like get on and get over, <laughs> move on and, and, and get over. What we're not doing. It's, it's, it's one minute and 46 seconds, baby. We're not. We're not if doing that. If that's the agreement, then you sort of have to move forward in good faith that they are not lying to you. But. I I just I watched all three parts of that deeply confusing reunion, <laughs> and like I have to give uh, kudos to the the man who sent me a dick pic on Grinder. Um, <laughs> this is this is in front of the paywall, friend. <laughs> I said what I said. I mean, he didn't ask you to sign no NDA. And a hit dog will holla. Um. No dicks allowed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to give I have to give credit to the person that person because mm-hmm. I think it was important hearing the outcry about colorism on the show. Yeah, feeling like the reunion was a space to have the conversation, and also polling the women on the show and asking them how they best like the conversation moderated. Apparently Candace was outvoted. She wanted a moderator. Which I think is an odd choice. I rarely find find myself agreeing with Miss Dillard Bassett, Bassett (laughs) Dillard. But because the thing is, it's actually for me, the reason that the conversation ultimately failed to result in any real learning is until part was, three. <laughs> I mean, but not even really then, because like, yes, Candace was very clumsy about what she said, but there only was still, one sentence. Like, mark correct. this day on your calendars, America. I Candace said what she said. Somebody on Twitter said she stood on her square, and yes, the fuck she did. And I don't think that Wendy was like tone policing her. I think no, Wendy was saying like the thing that you are saying could be heard more effectively if you don't um, choose insults. Like, and if and all she to me, all she had to do, all she all she, all, had, all to she do, had to do. <laughs> 
was stay away from saying white skin because I exactly. think the argument about proximity is a fair one. The argument I mean, about, you know, like look at Kiki Palmer and all the things that she said about Trey Song. Trey, Trey Song, that's the child name? Um, mm-hmm. That went completely ignored. Like she had a yeah. point, but saying white skin was like, oh, girl, you was doing too well, much. Well, so the issue is, um, and like I'm not defending any of those women because I think that they're all abhorrent uh, for several reasons. But I think the reason why you are missing, like Giselle can sit up there and act clueless about colorism all day and twice on Sunday or three times on Sunday for every part of this reunion. But the reason why the conversation is not effective is because I do not think, and I don't know this lady, but this is just my assumption from watching her on television. I do not think that she goes, I'm going to get away with shit because I'm light skinned. And I don't think that she thinks I don't like Candace and Wendy because they are dark skin and I'm going to treat them differently because they are dark skin. Now, when we talk about things like unconscious bias, it does take a certain level of self-reflection and evaluation in order to see like maybe if consistently you are treating certain people a certain way, it might have a little something to do with the fact that that they appear to be a a difference. But I I think as sinister and awful and evil as Giselle is, I do not think when she says things, she goes, I'm going to be protected because of my proximity to whiteness. So that's why she acts stupid. Because to me, the way to have this conversation is not, you're colorist. Because nobody on earth is going to be like, yeah, you're right. How can I Just like no one says, I'm racist. Exactly. Um, So what I do think is, the colorism accusations are, it's interesting because I think that, I think, not I think, colorism is an in-house conversation. The differential treatment of these women is in the hands of production and the fans. And I do not believe that all of the producers of this show are black. And I know that not all of the fans are black. So if people are getting away with things and those people tend to be of a lighter hue, then we need to call, forgive this expression, a spade a spade because it's <laughs> the other the other women are not giving preferential treatment to each other. I don't yes. think like, again, I acknowledge there is unconscious bias bias. You can, you can benefit from privilege, even if you do not acknowledge it. But where I think the, the belt, the two, the below the belt conversations are accusing these women who stand 10 toes in their blackness of being white presenting or white passing. Now, They can still benefit from their appearance without their participation. But neither of those women, in my opinion, has ever been like, I am better than you because I'm light skinned. Correct. And I I think this is where I think the the conversation missed having a moderator is because there was no one there who was who was uh, not objective. I mean, objectively, yes impartially i was like lord what is the damn word there was no one there to be an impartial arbiter of accountability because everybody has beef with somebody else like mia has beef with wendy and her you know oncologist and you know (laughs) the truth and whatever and also her brother-in-law karen has beef with everybody giselle has beef with everybody you know what i mean so like there was no one to hold someone accountable that wouldn't have been 
filtered through the lens of, well, you're saying that just because you don't like me or we have beef or whatever. And yes, you are a hundred percent correct that like no one, no, none of the people on the cast are behaving in each other in a deferential way or preferential way. But there is a conversation that was missed about complicity. Yes, yes. In addition to what you said about unconscious bias. And I think what, where, and again, we are all putting on our clown nose and our Bob the Drag Queen white makeup on for actually expecting like real rigor to come out of this platform. Like, honk, honk. Not rigor. <laughs> you know, rigor Morris, girl. It was a rigor Morris. Um, uh, but I, I think, you know, what a, what a rich missed opportunity for a group of aspirational black women and Mia, um, (laughs) 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 um, to, to have a moment of learning about unconscious bias, because Mm -hmm. like that to me is the next step in our collective liberation is Mm -hmm. like, how do we understand? Cause I think, and, and what, and sure, the, this all happened in one day. So I think it's very odd that they were having this conversation and then ostensibly the next hour where they all agreed that they should defer to what the dark-skinned women say as their experience. And then right, literally the next hour, because Candace did swing wildly, as she is always wont to do, mm-hmm. because Candace swung wildly, there was a complete ignoring of the fact that from her perspective as a dark-skinned woman – her, you know, her and her peers claims of sexual harassment, sexual violence, mistreatment mm-hmm. go ignored mm-hmm. in and not necessarily in favor. But while her lived experience is that when fair skinned women like Giselle, like when uh, not Wendy, what's the child name? Robin. Robin. You know, that people. Ashley. Listen. Yeah. yeah I forget about Ashley. Right. Yes. And I yeah, think yeah, what's yeah. and I think what we aren't allowed to say and I always get dragged on social media whenever I say this is Who's the life you on social media so this is the other thing right because of the way somebody looks you if you're a light-skinned person a lot of times people will tell you what oh, your yes. experience has been and yes. I don't again I don't know Giselle I'm not defending Giselle but what but in her mind, because you could see from half the university, <laughs> you could see her little wheels turning of like confusion of like, why is she coming at me like this? Because she doesn't experience that her claims are more valid because she doesn't have a basis of comparison. But Candace is telling you this is the reality for many people and not necessarily. So it's like she can't live outside of her experience. And I think the issue with these colorism conversations, because the way they're happening online is everybody is coming from a place of hurt. And I really wish we could sit down with one another and, and start the conversation with, I am not the person that bullied you and you are not the person that bullied me. But if you can, if you can let me speak from my lived experience and I let you speak from your lived experience, maybe we can move forward in a way that is healing for both of us. But the conversation now is light-skinned people need to shut the fuck up, which I'm, I'm happy to shut the fuck up. But I also need you to know that it is a regional conversation. And the way that I appear in front of you today, I have not always appeared this way. So my growing up and my rearing and my coming of age I have never identified myself as a light-skinned That's person. That's why my face was like, excuse me? 
and I know full, I know full well that I have never been dark skinned. I have never ever experienced what that is like. But me, Nicole, in my lived experience, have had some really not fun experiences based off of the color of my skin from people who were much lighter than me. And I know it sounds ridiculous to everybody and people make fun not of everybody. Me. And it's not funny. I'm just saying I don't carry the type of pain that dark skinned people carry. As a child, as a young adult, I was complicit in that bullshit. And every day of my life, I tried to move forward and erase the dumb shit that was ingrained in me 30 years ago. But as an adult human, it has only been the last 10 years that people have approached me virtual strangers to tell me what my experience has been because they perceive me as a light-skinned person. And then, and I have no problem with anything that anybody said in that reunion, but my issue is always when they come for Ashley, Robin, and Giselle's blackness based off of their appearance. Because Ashley don't even know her white family. Right. And, and you know, I think... I'm coming for Ashley, too. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. I got one for that heifer, too. I, I, I'm, I'm glad we're getting the like responsibleness out of the conversation because I was really trying to drag Robin, but you want, you want to be out here trying to solve. Oh, we, can drag, dra- we can drag Robin. We can drag all the models. And I'm, I'm not done with Giselle. <laughs> I'm not done. And, and I, and I think the actual real healing comes when people in community, people out of community, instead of trying to repatriate violence and hurt and trauma, actually engage in a conversation from the place of how can you show up for me? Knowing the the baseline assumption is none of this can happen unless you're in relationship with each other. So like you trying to get a stranger to apologize for complicity or like even an act of violence in an aggressive and in an oppressive system, like best of luck to you. If you want to die on that hill, I wish you luck. I'm not going to visit you. So have fun. But if you're in relationship with someone, if you, you know, have a basis for being able to express your feelings in a productive way and there's an expectation of like mutual care and concern and repair, then yeah. actually the, the conversation should be taking place from a place of like how I would like you to show up for me in the future. Now, mm-hmm. put a full stop that requires a level of work done on yourself, either in mm-hmm. therapy, in your prayer closet, reading Michelle Alexander's book or Ibram Kendi or something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Watch a damn webinar, um, hopefully from someone who's not transphobic about, mm-hmm. you know, the way that these systems show up and, and how we can heal. Because like when one, you know, until we're, until we're all free, none of us are free is the right. first fucking assumption. Right. But, but I feel like that conversation failed because it was not based in how can you show up for me? It, it's based in a place of making people who partic- who benefit from privilege assume guilt that is not theirs to carry. Exactly. Exactly. And there were wrongdoings. 
Uh, Plenty the, of wrongdoing. The beginning of what Candace was getting at, that's the shit that we need to address. The fact that they put Chris up as a sacrificial lamb in order to protect Robin and Juan's little storyline is disgusting. Juan is standing by while students at his college that entrust him to be a shepherd of his education are getting catfished by their by their assistant coaches and getting fired from the team and have to have mental health counseling. And Robin talking about his name was dragged into the story because no, bitch, the first five to six times that I saw that headline, it did not mention no motherfucking Real Housewives. So like maybe later when it caught on that that was the connection, but like, no. And the thing is, Candace, the, I'm I'm standing on this with her. The fact that Giselle, you- I really never thought I'd live to see the day. Me neither, but you know- uh, when Giselle used that abuse language, that shit is very harmful. And and again, I'm not defending Giselle, but I feel like I understand her mindset. What she was saying is I was uncomfortable because the way that I was raised or the way that I've been socialized, an unmarried woman should not be alone in this type of situation with the married man. And Andy was trying to get her to say this next part. He didn't actually do anything to yeah. her to make her uncomfortable. It was just the situation itself was uncomfortable. And I also feel like Giselle was trying to play six of one, half a dozen of the mm-hmm. other. To and like you can't do that in this situation. obfuscate the details about naming where her discomfort was and sort of mm-hmm. and, and not localizing it and just being like, well, he made me feel uncomfortable. But like whether or not anybody invited anybody to anybody's room, like there there are real stories where men and and women and non-binary people abuse situations of power to put other people in sexually uncomfortable positions. Mm-hmm. This was not that and most importantly, the biggest sin is Giselle fucking knows that shit. Exactly. And that's what Candace was trying to get her to see. Like, you fucking know what you're doing. And Chris is like, I've lost clients because of this shit. Because people are going to believe you. Especially when they try to, like, make a case with him with Ashley. Oh, funny looking ass friend. And I, and again, <laughs> I do that about lady. Deborah? <laughs> yes. And again, that lady said that that edit wasn't correct. And I believe her because the audio never matched with what was on the screen. But I do not believe that Chris flirted with her. And I also needed somebody um, younger than Andy Cohen to really hone in on the point that responding to somebody's story is not a DM. Correct. Period. Correct. And it's called also, direct message. Thank you. And also, Ashley said she never talked about anybody's skin color and shout out to one of the good sisters of TikTok who showed a clip from, I think it was the season two reunion when Ashley, Ashley Darby was talking about the light skin thing. And she was definitely like, if I could find the TikTok, I will show it to everybody. But she definitely was talking about somebody's skin tone and how people need to get over this and that and the third. So she fucking lied. Giselle, over, Giselle and Robin, it was the whole uh, light skin allegation or whatever. Because Giselle, this is when Giselle was like standing 
on her blackness too, because that's, that's another thing that's super annoying that's happening on social media right now is that people learn words and they just start using them and they keep calling people, (laughs) right. And people, and they keep calling people white passing. And the thing that I have said since the beginning of time is passing requires participation. So because somebody looks white to you does not necessarily mean that they are trying to avoid being identified as black. And like, let me tell you something. If Giselle Bryant was on fire, I would have to look for water. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't, I'd have to look for it. But, but she's not white passing. No. None of those women are white passing. Robin is not white passing. And then Ashley because they don't like passing. Because they don't like Ashley, it's okay for Candace to call her a bed wench, which is very disgusting and harmful. And because they don't like Giselle, it's okay for Candace to talk about her uterus and shit like that. That was really, really ugly. That was really fucking ugly. I'm giving Candace everything she said on this reunion because they have hung her husband out to dry in ways that have potentially very harmful consequences for her family. Sure. But I think talking about Giselle's like that I was like it's not it's not right but I'll go back to something she said last reunion they come for her and then because her comebacks are dirtier she gets talked about for it like it's none of it is okay my issue is as a woman who is herself struggling with her fertility it's not wise to make fun of somebody else's fertility no because no. you could be sitting in that seat and somebody says some shit about you you want to go off but it's not it, in the game of we talking shit just because i'm better like she said i don't agree that she's better at it she's just harsher with her words just because she's better at it doesn't mean that she's gonna get worse she should get worse punishment for it they're I, all it also- saying slick shit but it also, to me, means that if she, by her own admission, is quote unquote better at it, then she has the choice to choose different words. Agree. I totally agree. But when you're in the trenches, you're in the fucking trenches. And if you're not following the rule book of warfare, then you aren't. Everybody fight different. That's how she fight. Um, and then my other issue was they didn't really get to the colorism conversation until Candace kind of lashed out at Giselle and the fact that Karen said something smart about it. Ashley admitted to her privilege, which made what Candace did Karen say. I forget what she said, something about the plantation and how she like addressed Karen said something in that third part when, when uh, Candace I was went like, off. What she, the hell did Karen say? Karen she said something nothing. No, she said something good. Um and then how Ashley acknowledged because it's the thing that we want from white people, right? We we know that white privilege doesn't mean your life was easier. We know that it just means that your life wasn't harder because you're white. And Correct. for Ashley to say, like, I understand that I have sometimes been, you know, whatever because the of the way I look. Privilege. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. But I, but I feel like that conversation is so regional. You cannot just have it in broad spectrum because being a black person in the California Bay Area is different than being a black person in Los Angeles. Is different than being a black person in Louisiana. Is different from being a black person in Maryland in Alabama. So again, I say. I am not the person that bullied you. You are not the person that bullied me. Me, myself, Nicole, I would like some healing to come from it. And so if for the next 15, 20 years, I have to get screamed on by strangers telling me 
to shut the fuck up because I'm a stupid light-skinned bitch and I don't know shit about shit, that's fine. But if anybody wants to have like a healing conversation about it, I'm I'm happy to have that conversation too because I don't want to be involved in the oppression Olympics. I think it's fucked up and it's very obvious. And no one is, wins. Right. And it's very obvious that people get preferential treatment based on their looks, period. Right. Like... Duh. That that should be an easy negotiating point for us to have any of these conversations. The real point is how do we move from where we are into a place of healthy or healthier relationships, not just with ourselves, but with each other. And I think it's extremely unfair to attack somebody's blackness who has always stood in their blackness because of how they look. Because now everybody like Giselle grandfather was in the civil rights movement and she don't understand colorism. Like, that's highly possible. <laughs> like, well, she hasn't I mean, had to understand Portia's it. Portia's grandfather, you know. And she didn't know the Underground Railroad was in a real train. A train. Yeah. So let, let us let us not. Um, but listen, somebody. I wish somebody could have sat my, my very light-skinned mother down when she was raising a slightly browner child and, and told her some shit about some shit and not be slathering me with fucking sunscreen and keeping me out the sun and shit. So correct. hopefully Giselle hears what she needs to hear because she is raising three brown-skinned girls. That she didn't spend the first eight years of their lives pinching their nose to make it smaller because they also got that, their father's I got that. nose. I got that too because my nose was flat and wide and I got my nose pinched. And I was like, I realize that you hate my father because he's a whore, but none of this has to do with me. Mm-mm. So I'd love to have a normal, relatively normal childhood where I feel right. beautiful or getting and pretty a or smart. relaxer before middle school. Before like middle school? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of shit that is very rampant. And I come from a, a, a multicolored little family. <laughs> and everybody got different everything. And, like, even as close back as, like, 10 years ago, going to my uncle's funeral, wearing my natural hair, my auntie was like, you're not going to get your hair done for the funeral? I'm like, it is done. I did, I did do it, in fact. <laughs> like, why is the way the hair grows out of my head controversial? He did. He don't know what it looked like. Also, like, they passed the Crown Act, so you can't really say anything well, to not, me. Not at this point. <laughs> not at that point. But yes. But yes. Um, okay, hit my motherfucking theme music. Um, but the, the just in closing, fuck yes, Robin. Yes, sorry. Fuck Robin and her dumb ass. <laughs> yes. And I can't, and Andy tried to come to her for being like, um, why are you trying to sell the secrets of your shit on Patreon, baby? When you're, I'm, when I pay you, yes, uh, whatever per episode to put all your fucking business on the streets. Well, I'll say this: I'm not one of those fans who's like, they need to tell us that's why they on a reality show. I don't believe that being on no. a reality show constitutes somebody sharing every single detail of their life. But what I don't to fuck with. Shit. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's her business. But what I don't fuck with is the fact that because they knew this shit was going on with Juan, they threw Chris out as a storyline. And I believe that is exactly what them heifers did. And and I don't think that they, like, coordinated and did it because clearly Robin was on Candace's side. But when the shit started to stink, Robin stood with Giselle, which I think is shady as fuck. She should. Right. There's no reason why Chris's name should have been brought up as much as it did the season. Also, 
I agree with Raisani. I've always agreed with her on this. Chris be in women business too much. He's too mixy with them fucking women. And so he stays <laughs> in the mess. Yes, he stays Peter in Tom, mess. Peter Thomas Jr. alone. He want he want a diamond or whatever the fuck that hoe did. <laughs> you need to stop. That's what you get for being in women business. But I think it's also because Chris has the heavier lift in terms of getting his wife together because his wife is such a damn... Um, Shitster and right. his wife do be like liking to do this, but can't really do this. Right. And you know, he took vows. So good for it's, him. It's interesting because a lot of the men have been pulled into the conversation, but him and Michael was the only one going back and forth with, with the women. Yeah, Happy Eddie, you know, stays out of business. Ray was like, this is all bullshit. I don't mm-hmm. know Ray is like the epitome of I'm too old for this shit. I'm <laughs> Ray Murtaugh. He's just yeah. like, I'm yeah. too, <laughs> too, old, too old, for old for this shit. And I Giselle also do never not. has anybody at the reunion. Juan what? don't come. Juan have came to one reunion and that was that on that. And G is probably masturbating behind the damn couch. G is gross. G is so nasty. I think Mia stays as a housewife. To me, she's a perfect housewife. She's clueless. She's dizzy. She's messy. She makes <laughs> shit up. So dizzy. She's, she's great entertainment, in my opinion. And I, I think what what is happening, this is the thing that I saw happen with Beverly Hills, is some of these women are here for the gig. We are recording a television show. I need a storyline. I want to be messy. I want to make it entertaining. And yeah. other of these women are like, I am sharing my life on television. And they don't, they need to have like a pre-production meeting when they're going to like cross lines. Because yeah, I, I think like it comes Mia as a is, shock to some Mia people. is the second and Wendy is the first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Mia Jacqueline shit, a lot of that shit between them is made up. That and was I cannot, so made up. Yeah, and I can't. I don't know for sure if this this part is is made up because it feels like Jacqueline is really hurt um, by how some of it went down. But she was definitely in on it until she wasn't. You know. So yeah, and and also like you got a free trip out of it. You're on television. I mean, you're not going to come back next season, right? But like you know, now you could sell your candles and your your business or whatever little. I thought you were about to say and your coochie. <laughs> no, no, I don't think Jacqueline is. Out here selling regime. Um, but you should talk about Mia, actually. <laughs> you can sell your little, you can sell your little business. Get your yeah. little, uh, uh, what you call it, um, TEDx invite to go talk yeah. to the sister to sister conference and keep it pumping. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, are you ready? Easy. I'm ready. This don't make no goddamn sense. Let me tell you something. Oh no. <sighs> I am speaking from a place of privilege because I have really good healthcare insurance and I'm having a fucking nightmare of an experience right now. What's going on? I have to have an MRI several months ago, last November, and the doctor, so my doctor that I had been seeing, I loved her. She was wonderful. She listened with care, whatever. So she left the hospital. Basic and I basic went, things that doctors should do. Just Right, right. She left the hospital. I went to see this new doctor. I I, I liked her during our appointment. I was mad because she was sick. Like okay. had a cold a cold or whatever, but in the age of coronavirus, you sniffling and coughing and shit. Not really Stay feeling your that. Ass at home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we both had on masks, but like still. 
Um, and she was fuddling with the computer when she ordered. I had to have an MRA and an MRI. And she was fuddling with what the What the hell codes. is an MRA? I don't know. It was They did it all at the same time, and I was high as fucking egg prices. Because I need to be <laughs> sedated when I go in that tube. So I don't know what the fuck they did um, <laughs> on my brain, nonetheless. Uh, and I know they had to shoot me what up with some shit. What shit up? MRA. Yeah. Uh-huh, but it was, in the same, it was in the same tube or whatever. So... Um, I know she was fucking with the codes because she kept saying something. Oh, it's for, the blood, it's for the blood vessels. Okay. And so she was having some trouble entering the test. And when the lady called me to schedule the test, she was like, oh, it says da da da. So I believe that this bitch did something on the entry of the test that kind of fucked everything up for me. So I get a bill for 900 American dollars. Mind you, I have really good insurance. I spent the better part of the of the spring of 2021 in, in the, the hospital. hospital. Yeah. And I did not receive a bill. Paying I got a bill. Bitch. Yeah. I got a bill and the doctor said, "Oh no." And took the bill from me and the bill went away. So, I emailed this lady like, mm, "Why?" <laughs> Because at the time that I was even trying to schedule it, it took like 15 days for my insurance to approve it. And they were like, if we do not deem this test to be medically necessary, you will incur some out-of-pocket costs. And I said, how is a test not deemed medically necessary if my doctor is requiring me to get the motherfucking test? Correct. Because I didn't, I didn't ask for the test. And even if I did... Why doesn't my insurance cover this test? And if my insurance doesn't cover this test, why the fuck is the doctor ordering? But how are we supposed to find out if I have an aneurysm or like blood vessel issues if I don't get the motherfucking test? So because Correct. I don't have a brain tumor or an aneurysm, now I got to pay for the test? Wait, is this like one of them uh, law things where if you lose, you got to pay? I, apparently, I wish somebody would have told me. That is crazy. Well, I guess I... they tried to tell me when they said of that. <laughs> That it, if it wasn't deemed medically necessary, I would incur some out of pocket costs. I was like, well, I don't. But that how do they sense know if it's me. necessary before right. they do it? What they <laughs> I was gonna like, say, that doesn't Oops. make any sense to me. So I emailed the doctor. That's crazy. <laughs> right. So I emailed the doctor, and she was like, "Gosh, I really wish they would be more upfront with the costs of things. If they could just be more transparent." I'm like, "Girl, I don't. Why are we talking about wishes? I want you to talk about why the fuck." I'm being charged $900. So then she goes, well, I'm sorry. I can't do anything about it. You need to reach out to your, uh, to your insurance. So I'm like, okay, bitch. Uh, went to Cigna today. Like, hey. Cigna. Huh? I said, I got Cigna. Oh, see, so you know, it's good insurance. I rarely have to pay for things. I rarely have to pay for things. I did have to cuss them out one time uh, when, during the pandemic, uh, my provider, because I get insurance through my union, um, they changed the coding for Truvada, and I had to pay $300 a month. And I was like, this feels like a gay tax. I think I'm not okay with this. But since then, yeah, this shit is free. So I... I wrote her like, okay, I checked with my insurance. They said the way the requests were submitted, this is what I owe. I understand you said you can't do anything, but I don't have $900. And I'm I'm shocked that you can't do any. I've never, ever incurred a bill like this before. This is what this bitch will say. I'm so sorry. I did associate it with the correct diagnosis, and it's what the recommendations say I should order for that problem. I don't know what else your insurance would have wanted from me. 
it's very much giving not my problem. And I really need that to not be the response of a healthcare professional. Exactly. Ever. Because Twice. you're doing shit on my body, baby. It's it's your problem. So now I'm going to go into collections because I'm not fucking paying them $900. Hell no. They can eat a dick. Are we doing a, um, we raising a, we passing the, the collection plate at the end of the episode? For your I mean, medical if y'all expenses? want to, if y'all want to, but I'm not going on no payment plan. I don't have, I don't have you any room. I don't have any room in my budget this year to add an extra payment for anything. Like at this point, if I have to get dental work, I'm fucked. If something happens to my car, I'm fucked. So I really don't yeah. have the, the money has been allocated. Period. That's wild. Yeah, I um I know someone that recently needed to have knee surgery and you know like knee surgery is kind of not an elective thing if you break your fucking knee. It's kind of, it's not like a thing that's just like, yeah, this shit might just get better if you just, you know, put some tussin on it. Right. Um, oh, I hate that that's his joke. Ugh, gross. Um, well, that's not his joke, but fuck him. Um, um, it's not fuck him for me, but whatever. Let's <laughs> go talk about it. We're not. Um, yeah. But, like, why does a bill for a necessary procedure to repair your ability to walk cost $5,000? Right. Right. Like, this is cra- this is crazy, and which infuriates me for people who don't have insurance. So, be, so what if I didn't John have Q a job? Now. Listen, what if I didn't have a job? <laughs> you got her selling pussy to get to, your MRA paid for, right? And I needed to find out if I have an aneurysm or a blood vessel restriction or a tumor, right? The the bill the the before the insurance motherfucking coverage. Let me read you how much this shit costs before, because this is the money after. My insurance has paid right. what they were going to pay. The The original cost for the test, $6,297.88. Damn. For, there was, for, there was for a, a test to determine care. whether or not you're going to die of an aneurysm. Yeah. yeah. So there was a managed care allowance of $1,595 that they deducted and then Cigna paid them $3,809. So my patient responsibility was $892. I overpaid them a copay and brought my payment down to $882.30. And I have really good credit and I hate the fact that I'm going to ruin it because of this, but I'm not paying this. I think that's a principled stance that I fully support. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. That is... Because I don't need to apply for credit for anything right now. Maybe in six months or a year when I'm thinking about doing whatever I'm going to do with my car. Maybe I'll, on a good faith, be like, I'll give y'all $25 a month for the rest of my fucking life. But that's about (laughs) all I can give you. I'll put y'all on a damn arms of the angel plan for, yeah, for five dollars a month. Y'all can yeah. kiss my ass and keep it pushing. Yeah, that is wild. With this, th- it doesn't and, make any goddamn sense. And yet, we have people out here trying to outlaw drag shows. Right. That's and, and that's, that's the, the problem. That's the, this that's is the, the thing. thing. I'm incensed about the healthcare crisis in America, but I'm also incensed. But the way we are throwing away the unhoused, they just cleared a, an 
uh, homeless embankment camp or whatever in McPherson Square here talking about there's room at the shelters. Well, they don't want to go to the fucking shelters because y'all are going to drug test them in the shelters. Let people do drugs. They they don't have anywhere to live. Oh my Fuck God, it. Nancy Let Reagan. Them do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually the opposite of her. <laughs> Just say yes, nigga. Um, because if I didn't have a place to live, I would probably be doing some fucking drugs too. <laughs> let people do drugs and separate adults from children or men from women or however the fuck you want to do it but you should not be drug testing these people to get them off the streets the, the point should be getting them off the fucking street and if you have the facility and the capacity to to care for people then fucking care for them offer them some drug counseling some some you know drugs to get off drugs or whatever the fuck but like that and now child labor apparently is back in America, in fucking America. Wait, I'm sorry, what? There's like a bunch of like unlawful child labor happening in this country right now. Children uh, working in factories and shit. Are we, we back to Upton Sinclair in this bitch? Yeah. And how about we stop legislating people's bodies and start legislating the fucking guns in this country? I... How about that? I mean, you're going you gonna to be uh, shouting about that till the damn cows come home. Nary Child has been killed at Drag Story Hour, but you know where they are killed at? School. Down to the school. Down to the schoolhouse. Down to the church house. I'm so yep. disgusted. I'm so disgusted. Sorry, when are you y'all. running for office? Oh, I got too many. Um, <laughs> got too many episodes of this podcast. <laughs> Who knows? People oh. like people like politicians that talk shit. You know, we you might you might be able to do. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm old enough to run for president. You <laughs> That's are disgusting. I. You are. I can't run for office because I just can't have people talking to me any kind of way. (laughs) I remember, I remember being in eighth grade being like, you have to be 35. Right. Like you thought 35 meant death. (laughs) And I'm about to leave 35 in 20 minutes. Bitch, I'm 44. Just like Obama. I know. I'm trying to find what's 45 because right now the only thing I can think of is that ugly ass man and I'm not associating my next year of life with that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, Jordan's retirement number. Oh, no. <laughs> that means that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm better off with, with, with oh, ugly orange. Let's not do that. Right. <laughs> I'm going to call it the halfway mark because if I could get 45 more, I'd be very happy with that. Um, Half time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Significant forty anyway, fives. Let me let me let's 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 do some some research. I got yeah. you. <laughs> uh, hey boo. Um, yeah. Uh, I um, my hey boo is the Department of Ice because they heard my prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Get your ass out of here, Joker. <laughs> Literal Joker. <laughs> Get this motherfucker out of here. Get they your said, ass out of here. We bitch. don't care if you're the world number one. We don't care if you just broke the record for most weeks at number one. We don't care if you have a tie for the most Grand Slams won by a man because you're still behind that lady from Compton who just is too bothered sitting in a Lincoln to do her job anymore. Um, 
Girl, love. <laughs> you can't come up in this bitch without your damn vaccination. But Which is I hilarious to me. Because COVID is, is over, gonna, <laughs> according to this country. That travel restriction is going to expire by the time the U.S. Open comes around. So he mm-hmm. will darken our shores by the summer, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm so happy that the rules actually do apply. Sometimes for some people. Sometimes. Sometimes. It means sometimes. 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 <laughs> oh, Whitney. Um, oh. So, hey, Boo Ice, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, <broken> Ice. <laughs> I can't believe it. We're the fucking ops. You're going to have people calling us the ops and shit now because you shouted out Ice on this fucking podcast. Uh, a broken clock still got two hands. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. The idiot. <laughs> you tell Audrey, but we click that shit. Tell Audrey. I, I can't reach her right now. <laughs> she out of cell service right now. But if I could, I would tell her that is not the expression. And she would say, baby, kiss my ass. <laughs> I do not care is what she would say. I do not fucking care. Look at her. I said what I said, okay? <laughs> Um, <laughs> little little bright skin girl, <laughs> get the fuck out of here! <laughs> oh yeah, no. I mean, the way that I mean, the it that that's also the craziest thing that's missing from that conversation is that like because my grandmother was the uh, the third of ten. Oh, my mom too. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandmother was by far the darkest of all of the girls. Mm-hmm. Her her mother treated her terribly. It's awful. In our own families. Her sisters were terrible to her. Mm-hmm. And then when her mother died, mm-hmm. when she was very, very young, she became the person responsible for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that she passed along the pain of her own mistreatment because of the colorism within her own family. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is is why... I feel like it's such a missed opportunity that that conversation didn't go anywhere because like Angel and Adore and what the other one name is, I'm not even being shit out. I just don't know what her child's name is. I don't either. The oldest I know they one. all got a, a names. Mm-hmm. The one that can't drive. Um, they got a... She towed that wheel up. <laughs> Um, I know it's some kind of Holy Ghost name. I know it is. <laughs> and, <laughs> ancestor or something. <laughs> not Ancestor, girl. In a Chelsea's Deo. Um, <laughs> That's a, not an A. <laughs> Grace, actually. It's not an A. <laughs> not even close. Um, <laughs> but it was know, biblical. I thought so. Um, but you know, like they have a, a dark skinned father and like, I, I think it is, it is definitely a thing we see all across the spectrum of social media where people, oh, Virgo. oh who Giselle? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why they evil. Well, Not September much. Virgo or August Virgo? A September Virgo. <laughs> like I said, what the fuck I said. <laughs> Miss Charity is a September Virgo. So is your best friend. <laughs> your, your very My best very friend. My very best friend. <laughs> your very best friend is born on September the 10th. Yeah, that tracks. 
<laughs> um, a shepherd of Satan. Uh, <laughs> With the, I was about to say, nope. <laughs> no, I was not saying, I can't say it. Alrighty, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but the, to be to keep it back to that too, I think that's the thing too. Like my mother didn't try to keep me from getting darker because she was an evil light skinned person. No, she just that was the way she was conditioned. Just like the way she was conditioned about me not gaining too much weight or whatever. And like I would love for her to unpack her issues too. Yeah. I don't know that she will at this point in her life, but I thankfully don't have a daughter to pass that shit on to. And I try very hard to stand in the way of anything of that nature happening with my niece. And, you know, it's just, it's just the way that shit is passed on over and over and over. And I, and I think, you know, ultimately where, again, where therapy is just so clutch is that there is ultimately a realization that most people, even if we have complicated relationships with our parents, parents or guardians or people who, you know, harmed us unintentionally or even intentionally, but I'll just focus on unintentionally is that people are do are really trying to do the very best they can with what they've been given. Mm -hmm. And I think like without tools, it's that, it's that shitty metaphor they used to use in church to try to make sense of homophobia. But like, if you have a hammer and you're trying to use it as a screwdriver, this shit ain't going to work. You know what I mean? So if you're, <laughs> I'm like, no. with a little bit of ingenuity and some uh, astroglide, you can make anything work, baby. Don't, don't, don't try me. Baby. Because <laughs> things fit. Um, but, but when you're trying to parent your children with broken or like uh, misunderstood tools, you have no choice but to pass that harm along. Right. But I, I think, you know, that's why it's it's such a weird shift and it happened for me and I know that it's happened for you too that like when you become like a real adult and you do some self-care work you wind up parenting your parents and that like hopefully that work or those realizations happen um I just saw what you texted me and you're not a child of God <laughs> you're not one of God's chosen people ain't nobody praying uh, for me <laughs> um <laughs> But, you know, the hope is that we, when we know better, we do better. We pass along better information to the next generation. Um, and the information that the ICE says is get vaccinated or you can't come here. So, right. hey, boo, ICE. I don't have a hey, boo, but meanwhile on Twitter, somebody child said, these women don't look good in their carnival costumes. Come like a waste of money. I think he meant look. This tweet has three retweets, four Ooh. likes, and 157 quotes. <laughs> they said, you went through all this for one like. That's crazy. Well, four, ultimately. Bananas. Um, you getting cooked, bro. <laughs> somebody Bananas. said stir, stir fry. Um, Twitter. Somebody posted a thing that says, like a news update from Twitter, it says they beating your ass in the quote retweets. Want to limit who can reply? <laughs> like as the um the uh the little uh paperclip. Yes, but like it, as the Twitter thing. Not even boys who like boys find you attractive. God damn. Ouch. Taking a moment to remind y'all that 
mediocre men have unmitigated and unsubstantiated gall. If there's one thing they always have, it's that. Is is that so much woman and you don't think any of them look good? Baby, the door is wide open. It's okay to just step out. Oh, please. Homophobia. Um, imagine saying this when you just don't look good, period. Come like a waste of sperm. Oh, that must be a turn of phrase in on the continent. Come like. Oh, or, or in the island. I islands. don't understand that. I don't know that. Open the, uh, it's from the islands, I bet. Open oh. the other eye in your display pic. Maybe you'll see the baddies better, queen. What is up with the casual homophobia? <sighs> One like to 98 quotes. Was it worth it? The answer is no. Why men always in women business? How could you tell somebody they waste their money because you sour, LMFAO, bold-faced bad? They said, mind you, and posted his profile picture. Friend. <laughs> I'm scared to open this. I'm scared. I don't, I don't. Oh, wait, you showed it to me. Sorry, show it, show it again. <laughs> is he sitting what is he sitting on it looks like a grave huh <laughs> <laughs> these are the men you have left us lord send back job <laughs> i do you do you um follow cleotrapa no i love her so much there there's this video where she's like talking about men not knowing how to ask people on dates. And in the middle of the video, I don't know if it's planned, but it felt totally organic. She starts knocking on the door. She's like, Lord, if you hear me, we need a new batch. We need a new batch of men. Because this batch is very slow. Listen, the ones that you sent to build houses, Lord. We need a new batch. Oh, yeah, this is some Caribbean shit. Somebody said he thought Caribbean women brain was soft like Americans and played himself. Oh, no, not soft like Americans. Uh, This is like my new favorite fucking Twitter thing. Um, Someone said you look like a fruit bat. I'm not sure if you saw. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I'm not sure if you saw. It's like my very, very, very favorite fucking thing. They calling you ugly in the quotes. IDK, if you saw. <laughs> Yikes. I don't know if you know this, but they're saying that one of the carnival babes took your man. Defend yourself. Wow. They say your optometrist want to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Rip Brian. <laughs> Yikes. This guy trying to go viral. Ladies, y'all look amazing in your costumes. That's the, usually the thing, too. They just want to, like, you know, all you had to do was stay out of women's business. How dreadful. How dreadful. Meanwhile, um, on Twitter. I have some things for you to think about oh, from God. now until... Um, the rise of Gemini in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Utah 
was the 45th no. state to be admitted to the union. No. <laughs> so maybe Fuck you want to. No. <laughs> Fuck no. Take a trip. No. Why would I do that? Um, 45 in binary is 101101. No. Um, and uh, 45 is the maximum mark an international baccalaureate student can make on the exam. I don't even know what that means. It's like one of those advanced AP high school tests. Okay, I'm looking for athletes who wore the number 45. Um, on this on this website, it says 45 is an evil number. <laughs> 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 it's obviously a caliber of gun ammunition. Yes, a lot of people a soccer don't really match know who they are. consists of two 45. Of that's not true. Two forty-five and a half. Yeah, that's. But it's it's in three. That, okay, this website is. It's, that's correct. It's a ninety-minute match. But don't they do it in? Oh no! Wait, who does it in thirds? Is it hockey? No, I don't know. They do it in halves. That's correct. Okay. Right. It's gonna have to be my Jordan Part Two year because I don't. It's nothing else here that I'm really fucking with. Donovan Mitchell. I'm good. Yikes. Bob Gibson, maybe, but ugh. Correct. Not ugh, but Bob Gibson, I'm just saying, like, he retired a cardinal. Uh, Archie Griffin? I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't really know who that is. Oh, Rudy Tomjanovich. I don't know who that is. Well, okay, a Cowboys player who was born in San Leandro, Matt Overton... Okay, not the drill. Matt Overton. I'm, I'd be like, it's my Matt Overton year, y'all. Your <laughs> Overton <mean>. era. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Lord have mercy. Well, there we go. I mean, what? Come on, y'all. Help me out here. 45. What's 45? Oh, Pedro Martinez. 45. Yes, I saw that. I, I did see that. I mean, 45. Uh, 45. Of 45. I like 45. Absolutely, Absolutely. 45. <sighs> It's settled. Well, this year I'll be turning 45. Praise him. Glory. You know, we haven't said in a while, these have been this week's announcements. Your announcements. Please, please govern please yourselves govern accordingly. govern yourselves accordingly. Well, that's it. Um, come on, Pastor. This is the day that the Lord has made. But not the day for you to try it. Bye. Bye.